Two words to describe Ashley Bratcher are genuine and graceful. Ashley comes from such a genuine, vulnerable position to share on topics that sometimes aren't all that easy to talk about. And her graceful heart will leave you wanting to hear from this brave and courageous woman. You're gonna love our conversation. Here we go. Bratcher, you have made it here. I feel like this is like this anointed, appointed time for us to be together because I reached out or our, our production crew reached out to you guys and you're like, yeah, we're actually going to be in Nebraska. And you've never actually been to Nebraska, right? <laughs> no, my so. first time ever in Nebraska. <laughs> so what is your ultimate dream? If you could have no reservations about this, what would you like to accomplish in your life? I just want to reach people. That was always my goal, to impact the world in a positive way yeah. and to ultimately show Jesus to people, yeah. lead them to love. That's good. And being able to do that in this industry is a blessing. Yeah. And regardless of whether I stay in this industry or I'm somewhere else, you know, cleaning toilets, who knows? <laughs> but that's ultimately my goal. Yeah, to reach people for mm -hmm. Jesus. I love that. That's so good. And you're here in Nebraska for a pro-life march. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about your involvement with that. I became really involved in the pro-life movement after doing Unplanned. Um, I've been doing it for three years now, I think. And being able to meet people who are passionate about being a voice for the voiceless and mm -hmm. hearing their stories. A lot of people share their personal stories with me, yeah. and that's been really incredible to hear. Yeah. Uh, in Nebraska in particular, you all are so nice. <laughs> I mean, probably some of the nicest people I've met in the country. And Nebraska is super pro-life. Yes. Something that I learned that happened yesterday is your governor made a proclamation um, for the pro-life flag. You guys wow. have a pro-life flag mm -hmm. here that the governor made a proclamation about. So that was really cool. Wow. I didn't even know that. That it was, was amazing. It was just brand new news. I was, wow. got an alert yesterday and that's what I read. That's so good. The only place I've ever been that has that. Yeah. So you travel the country speaking pro-life. Um, tell us about the unplanned film in case somebody actually hasn't watched it. And, um, Unplanned was the true story of Abby Johnson, and it was her transformation from Planned Parenthood clinic director to yeah. pro-life advocate. She witnessed an ultrasound-guided abortion where a 13-week-old baby fought for its life. Um, and this is just her story and her testimony of grace and redemption yeah. and just having this revelation that life is really precious and deserves to be protected. Yeah. I will never forget watching that film. We went to the theater. I mean, we don't go to the theater a lot, but when we feel like it's a film that we really want to support, and that's one of the mm -hmm. things that I always encourage people is when there's a film that is standing for something, whether it's Christian or a conservative view, like let's go support these films so that more can be made. We want them to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so we went and watched it, and um, I will never forget uh, seeing that visually and understanding what uh, people are going through. Um, such a, a beautiful thing of what you're doing and standing for. Um, tell me more about like what else you're doing with your career, with pro-life or other issues. 
One of the things I'm most grateful about from doing Unplanned is the platform it's given me to help mothers and to be able to speak at pro-life engagements. But mothers in particular mean a lot to me because I was a young, unwed mother, had my own unplanned pregnancy. And I always said that when I was in a position to be able to turn around and help other mothers that I would. And I started working with Heartbeat International after the movie and we put together the Unplanned Movie Scholarship. And we get to award women who have chosen life scholarships to help provide tuition and childcare expenses, basically anything they need. And to date, we've nice. given out maybe $40,000 around that. And our first recipient just graduated college with no wow. doubt. Wow, that's uh, amazing. It's really cool to be able yeah. to support women in that way. Yeah, that's great. Um, I had an unplanned pregnancy at age 18, and I remember going to the doctor. Um, you know, back then that was you know, almost 25 years ago, you went to the doctor because, you know, even a pregnancy test wasn't even necessarily all that reliable. And um, I remember the first thing that the doctor said was, you know, you have options. Mm. And um, there was a, an immediate, uh, not just angry, irate feeling that came into me. I was like, mm -hmm. um, for me, there wasn't an option. Not for a second did it come into my mind. Mm -hmm. And now we just celebrate, celebrated my son's 24th birthday, you know, mm -hmm. and so it's been such a beautiful thing. And yet I know that that's not everybody's story. I know that yeah. there are other people who have made other decisions and I have such a heart for that because that path is a private shameful thing and hurtful and difficult thing as well. And so when I talk about my unplanned pregnancy, that was difficult. And then I think about people who have had an abortion and mm -hmm. that's difficult. And so that pro-life movement of helping everybody understand what um, is God's heart on it, I mm -hmm. think is so beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. And I totally understand that coming from my own background. Yeah. Um, I had just gotten into acting when I found out I was pregnant. I was kind of in a rocky point in my life. And I had someone tell me, that had just heard the news, she looked at me and she said, I can't believe you're gonna throw away your career for this. Wow. And that was one of the first things that someone said to me. Yeah. And it was really so hurtful because like you, I knew that I was gonna keep my baby and my son's now 11 years old. And not for a second did I question that, but it was still really hurtful yeah. and I felt very judged. And I think there's this fine line that we have to walk and you know, one, we need to support women. Yes. And two, we need to be compassionate and understanding of women who've made a different choice yes. that maybe didn't Amen. know the truth, that were lied to, coerced, um, just really naive because I think yes. that a lot of people just don't even know what happens yeah. in an abortion. So just being Amen. mindful of showing grace and love to women who've made a different decision. Yeah. I had a friend who had several abortions and she has since been redeemed. She's a believer and she really speaks out about her experience with it but she said she would go to the abortion clinic and there would be protesters there and then when she left the clinic was there anybody there to support her mm. and that really broke my heart mm -hmm. in understanding the pain that people go through when they walk out the other door when the mm -hmm. procedure is complete how does that affect a woman and how can we support them as well mm -hmm. yeah. At Women of Faith, we not only care about your spiritual health, we care about your physical health too. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and that we are to be obedient to Him by taking care of the body God gave us. Our new sponsor, Faithfully Fit and Free, 
shares this belief, and they're driven by a passion for helping people achieve a healthy body, a healthy spirit, and a healthy mind. You can visit faithfullyfitandfree.com to discover products that give you more energy and support your immunity, along with superfoods, personal care, and more. I personally love their mission and their products because I feel incredible taking them, and I know you'll love them too. Plus, when you place your first SmartShip order, you'll receive a free devotional. Check out faithfullyfitandfree.com, where the focus is on a healthy body, a healthy spirit, and a healthy mind. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. So, um, you know, I know that you have a personal testimony that you like to share about um, your own personal life with abortion. Tell me about that. When I got booked on the implant, it happened really, really fast. I had waited weeks to hear back on this audition. And when they called me to tell me that I had booked the role, I had to get on a plane in four hours which is totally crazy to go to Oklahoma (laughs) for seven weeks. And they're like, Hey, can you pack for seven weeks and get on a plane in four hours? And I'm just like, Oh, I guess nothing's impossible. I did really feel convicted to be a part of the movie. Um, and that God had really put me there for a reason. So I got on the plane, arrived in Oklahoma. Everything was a whirlwind. I didn't even know who Abby was at this point. I mean, I was not even what you would truly consider pro-life prior to doing the movie. So while all this is happening, I'm learning 100 pages of dialogue, I'm reading Abby's book, listening to all these podcasts, trying to just learn as much as I can to educate myself for this role. And I had been there for four days, just really trying to get ready for the movie. Um, And my mom called me on the fourth day, and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't tell my mom where I am. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, hey, mom, by the way, um, I'm filming a movie. But then I hesitated because uh, my mom had shared with me she had had an abortion when she was in high school Mm. and I didn't want her to feel like this movie was condemning in any way or judgmental that it was really a story of hope and redemption and God's grace and I started to explain to her Abby's testimony and when I did she just broke down sobbing I, I could hardly understand her on the phone and she said Ashley I need to tell you something that I never told you before what you don't know is that when I was 19 I was at the abortion clinic for the second time I was on the table and a pregnant, a pregnant nurse walked in and I got really sick to my stomach and I knew I couldn't go through with it. And I got up, I walked out and I chose to have you. And I mean, I never knew that it was just so incredible and, um, really life affirming. I was never mad at her. I just, in that moment was like, wow, God is so real Yes, and he has such a plan for our lives Mm -hmm. and it, it really 
helped me to understand that from conception to this moment in time, and he had a plan the whole way. And it took all of that leading up to this. And now I have my own pro-life story, my own encounter with nearly being aborted, not having the opportunity to walk this earth. And here I was telling this wow. amazing movie, making this amazing movie, telling Abby's story. And I was like, wow. I never knew. I had no idea. It was just God worked out all the details. How did that connect you and your mom? Do you feel like your relationship changed? Oh yeah, most yeah. definitely. I think it was a super healing experience yeah. for my mom and then our relationship as well. Yeah. Because I think she had carried a lot of that weight with her throughout the years. And it was something she'd really never talked about. And she just recently started talking about it more and more. And a lot of people don't know this, but there's a scene at the end of the movie where women go up and they put a rose in the fence yep. where it signifies their past abortions and their lives lost. Well, my mom came out to set and my mom is in that scene oh. and she actually puts a rose in the fence. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. What a story of redemption. Oh, yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I know that you have personally struggled with just a lot of things in your life. And today I want to talk about hope. Mm -hmm. because I know that you're very passionate about that. And, I mean, really, that story that you just shared is your story of hope. Mm -hmm. um, but I also want to talk about depression, because I know that that's been a huge part of your life, and I know that you talk about it publicly. You're not afraid to talk about it, because I think you've helped a lot of people through that. Um, so tell me about your story of depression and how you have found hope despite depression. Yeah, I had always kind of struggled my entire adult life with different highs and lows throughout life yeah. that I didn't know quite how to explain. And in 2016, I had reached just the bottom, the I mean, the pits. And I was so tired that I didn't want to get out of bed. I was yeah. in bed for like 18 hours a day. Um, and I physically hurt. I was angry all the time. I just could not wrap my brain around what was happening to me and it was destroying my life. And so I went to the doctor thinking I was dying. I was like, something is wrong with me. I have cancer, like my yeah, thyroid's something. out of weight. Something's wrong. And I happened to have a really amazing doctor who sat me down and said, okay, let's talk about this a little more. Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt this way before in your life? And I started going back and I thought, okay, well, a couple of years this happened. And he's like, well, have you ever had moments in your life where you were super creative and, you know, like hyperactive and maybe a little bit, you know, off the wall and I started thinking I'm like yeah you know I did do this thing one time and he's like okay Ashley I really want to you know walk through this with you but I think that you might be textbook bipolar disorder type 2 I was like are you sure I mean but then it all started to add up yeah and it was kind of a bittersweet moment because I had an answer finally for why these things had happened in my life, yeah. right? And I had never had anyone to talk through it with me. Yeah. I mean, my parents, they weren't really about mental health. My yeah. grandparents, it, um, it was kind of an old school mentality where it was like, oh, go exercise and get some sunshine and you'll yeah. be fine. Like, suck it up, buttercup. Like, yeah. I hate to say it, but that was it. And so when I finally had this doctor who sat me down and walked me through it, I was like, wow, this makes a lot of sense now. Now I need to figure out a plan to walk through this. Yeah. Um, and during that time, the doctors were so helpful. He had referred me to someone else. I talked to a therapist and a psychiatrist. And 
I had one of my therapists say to me, you know, God sends us boats along our journey to help us through the floods. You know, people who reach out and they pull you up into the boat and they get you through it. So can you trust your doctor enough to let him prescribe you the medicine that maybe you need to to stabilize? Can you talk to me as your therapist and let's work through this together? Uh, And I was just really grateful to have these amazing doctors who were also Christian, by the way, which is really, really awesome. A lot of people don't know you can actually look for a Christian therapist. And I think that's really important to have someone who shares your faith and understands where you're coming from as a Christian, because struggling with mental health can be so taboo within the church that people are scared to talk about it. And it pains me. It pains me so much when I see another Christian condemn someone who's struggling in the sense that, well, your faith isn't strong enough, or maybe you've sinned and this is your punishment. Like God doesn't make mistakes, you know, and I think that once you learn what this means, right, with bipolar disorder, I had to really truly learn what it meant. And I equate it to being a superhero in the sense that um, if a superhero doesn't know how to harness their power, it can cause destruction. Uh, so if you have a mental illness that you don't know and fully understand, it causes a lot of destruction in your life. Mm. But now that I understand my disorder, I totally utilize those moments in my life where I'm feeling more energized. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to clean the house in a day. It's going to be great. (laughs) Like my house is going to be sparkling or I'm just, I've got these creative ideas. I'm going to write them out. And then you learn to give yourself grace when you're struggling, yeah. you, you become so much more compassionate and empathetic towards other people who struggle when you experience yourself. And God gives you that. Yeah. I think that's one of the blessings of this is that you have a deeper empathy and compassion for other people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're spot on with there's that stigma of depression and that can't correlate if you have faith. If you're mm-hmm. a believer, then you can't have dep- depression. And I think it also what, another thing that you said that's so wise is seek the right people to help you. Um, Seek godly people, um, whether it's with prescription medicine or in therapy, find people who have the same belief system as us so that they're helping us in ways, they're not worldly ways, um, but a Christian perspective. I think that's so wise. I thank you for giving people that advice. I think that's so smart. I also think that with hope, there's worldly hope. Mm And then there's the hope that only comes from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that experience in your life. When I had reached that low, um, there were points that it had gotten even worse where I couldn't, I couldn't even pray for myself is how I felt. Mm-hmm. Like I just couldn't even ask God to, to do anything for me because I felt so miserable about myself prior to really understanding everything and getting the help I needed. And during that time, um, God was just so kind to me because of the people that he placed around me that I was really fortunate that when I couldn't pray for myself, other people did. Yeah. And they lifted me up and they helped me to get on my feet. And they also got me the help I needed where they brought other people into my life that were able to, to walk alongside of me and really help me understand what I needed um, and the hope that was found in Christ. I mean, there was nothing that I had done in my past that could keep me from his love. Mm -hmm. And I did not know that until I had reached the pits and someone was there, you know, I'm looking up from this very low place and there's all these people around me with their hands outreach ready to just pull me up. And I didn't comprehend that kind of 
love and grace until I had reached the bottom. And that really is what, you know, Christ did for us. There's nothing that you could have possibly done that would separate you from his love. Ashley's message is literally filled with hope. And hope is not just a backup plan. Hope is made to root. Let it literally soak into your frame. I love Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Hope is saying yes to carrying something before you believe that you can. So I just encourage you, my friends, open your heart, raise your hands, lift your voice. Hope is alive in your life. You have the opportunity to let it flow out of you. Believe it or not, your posture in life makes a difference. Position yourself to be a giver and a receiver of blessing and hope. You have hope available to you to change you each and every day. Grab a hold of the one true hope in your life, the anchor for your soul to live the life God has created you for. Um, people often say that I'm really strong and brave for talking about things like this, but I mean, you saw me, I just cried and now <laughs> this, but it's not my strength. Yeah. You know, my strength does come from the Lord and that helps me to open up about it. And your life and the way you live is your greatest testimony. Yeah. So me being able to vulnerably share, which I don't really like to be vulnerable, yeah. I'll be honest. It's yeah. really hard and it is for a lot of people, but opening up and sharing those rough parts of your life, mm -hmm. that is what really reaches people. That is, that is where you really give them the hope of Christ yeah. when you share and you show people that you're, you don't have to be perfect to yeah. be a Christian. You don't. And, mm -hmm. and if you try to be perfect or if other people think you're perfect, yeah, it's just a lie. Yeah, right? it's exactly. just a lie. Um, thank you for sharing, you know, when you were at in the pit mm -hmm. that other people helped lift you mm -hmm. out of that. I would say for myself personally, um, I didn't really understand the relationship that I could have with Jesus uh -huh. until I got to the pit. Yeah. And then it was time to start back over. Yeah. And develop that relationship with Jesus. I love how you share um, that people are praying for you. One of the things that I do when I get in a place, I just, I literally don't know what to do. Like, I just cannot get out of my own head. I'm thinking things or, you know, just not in a good place. Mm -hmm. I can't get myself out of bed or whatever. I can't get myself to um, do things the way that I would normally do them. I pick up my phone and I start texting friends. I have um, what's called a prayer shield and I will text people and I'll just say, Hey, I really need prayers. And sometimes I don't even tell them yeah. what I need prayers for, but I just need prayers. And I'm telling you, I can feel when people are praying for me, like, okay, this is, I'm coming out of this. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced that? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. And it's always interesting because people who maybe hadn't talked to me in a very long time would send me a text and be like, Hey, you were just on my mind and I was thinking about you and I just want you to know I'm praying for you. Yeah. Like, okay, God, like I hear you. <laughs> I, yeah. I see what you're doing. Um, and that was a pattern of evidence in my life where, yeah. you know, even if I wasn't reaching out, knowing the other people that God was planting seeds and saying, Hey, pray for your friend. And then 
just feeling it, like you said, yeah. just knowing that he's at work yeah. on your behalf, even when you feel like you can't fight your own battles. Yeah, I think it's so good that you're willing to vulnerably, um, I always have to remind myself to be vulnerable. <laughs> like literally my, I have an I am statement. Like I am powerful, I'm strong and courageous, mm -hmm. I'm powerful and I'm vulnerable. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I am, I am a pretty strong type of person, but there's that vulnerable side and that's how people actually connect um, and understand that it's okay, that you're not perfect, that you have the story. So thank you for sharing mm -hmm. your testimony of the things that you have gone through because I think that's how we lift each other up and help people know that um, the Lord is really there for you and that you actually can come out of that. This show, and I say this all the time, but helping people understand that we all struggle. We always, you know, talk about people having the rock bottom moments of their life. I mean, that's part of what you're sharing. And yet we can be redeemed from that and we can live victorious, victoriously in Christ. You know, we can live a joyful, happy, um, abundant, mm -hmm. free life in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And yet we are going to go through those struggles. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. What you just said though, your I am statement mm -hmm. So I learned in therapy, that's a mantra, okay? <laughs> that's our technical word for it. Um, but one of the things that uh, I learned as a Christian is that your I am statement or your mantra can be rooted in Christ, yes. right? Because I am not my disorder, okay? I am a creation of Christ. Do mm -hmm. I have this struggle? Yes. People have struggles, yes. but I am who I am, who I am in Christ. And being able to have a mantra like that that says, yeah. I am strong, but I'm also vulnerable, yeah. right? I, I find my strength in Jesus. I am strong because of Jesus. Things like that. It's so important. Your yes. mantra is rooted in what the Bible says about you. Absolutely. And I always say the I am. So mm -hmm. when I say I am, it's the I am goes before me. It's mm -hmm. not because I, mm -hmm. Alita, is powerful and vulnerable. It's because the I am goes before me. The Lord, God himself, is what has made me powerful and vulnerable mm -hmm. in my life. And so when I say I am, it's, I'm not talking about myself. Yeah. I'm talking about he who lives through me. Yes, I was just going to say Christ yes. within you. Yeah. Yes. Do you have any mantras that you like to, to share <laughs> that you would want to person publicly share. <laughs> um, a lot of times, I find myself having a difficult time um, forgiving myself. Sometimes, mm -hmm. maybe, um, and so I constantly am saying, "I am forgiven." Yes. Or I am free. I am a new creation in Christ. That was a huge thing for me, especially early on, because. One of the reasons I can talk so freely about it is because I am a new creation in yes. Christ. The old me is dead and gone. Mm -hmm. If anyone were to come to me and try to bring up something from the past, be like, yeah, those things happened, but that person is dead and gone. I am a new creation in Christ. And so for the longest time, and even now still, that has been something that really helped me forgive myself and know that God had already forgiven me a long time. Yeah. And it was more on me to really get on the same page. Yeah. So good. Um, I would say one of the deepest threads through my life has been shame and mm. having an unplanned pregnancy. Really, that was my big first shame-filled experience. And what I realized was that other people had probably forgotten about that. <laughs> you know, like to me, that felt very shameful. It was a very private shame experience for me. And 
understanding that I'm a new creation, that I don't have to carry around that shame for the rest of my life has been such a piece of freedom for me. And, you know, I, like I told you, one of my friends has talked about, she's had multiple abortions and yet she could talk about it so freely. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I had found complete freedom when she was sharing that because I was like, how can you sit here and just say that without any feeling bad anymore? Yeah. And she's like, because that was the old me and Mm -hmm. I am a new creation. So thank you for sharing that. So, so um, brilliantly (laughs) that we are a new creation and that we don't have to cower back or hold back from who we really Mm -hmm. are because we have been forgiven. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. What would be something that people may not know about you? (laughs) Something that people may not know about me. Or may surprise you. May surprise people. Um, I practice Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Wow. Tell me about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the other things that I have learned in struggling with depression or anxiety is that depression lives in the past. And anxiety lives in the future. Mm -hmm. And that was really helpful to me because in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you better live in the present. (laughs) Because if you don't, (laughs) you're in trouble. (laughs) Um, But seriously, it's a a practice of mindfulness, Mm -hmm. which means that you have to be present in the moment. And you can really (laughs) end up in a bad position if you're thinking about something else. Mm -hmm. So it was a physical activity that helped me ground myself Mm -hmm. and get the exercise that I really wanted, get up and moving. And there have been times when I really did not want to (laughs) go. And by the time I leave, I'm like, I'm so glad I came because there's so many ways this helped me (laughs) by exercising. And I haven't been as much as I wanted to um, recently because I had been doing so many things in the movie industry and traveling. But yeah, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I competed a little bit, and it was fun. fun. <laughs> if you had to tell the Ashley from 10 years ago or 15 years ago a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Hang in there, and you're in for a wild ride. <laughs> but it's so worth it. It's yeah. so worth it. Yeah. What makes you emotional by me asking you that question? Oh, man. <laughs> You hit like a crack in the wall, right? Um, I'm just so grateful, I think is what it is. Sometimes it's not crying out of pain or fear or shame. It's just the sheer gratefulness I experience out of it, feeling so loved and looking back and just thinking, wow, look at what God did in my life. Like I just don't even feel deserving of it. And there's so many times that I say, who am I to be in this position? But I saw something that you had even posted on Instagram where God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And if you surrender and you with hands wide open say, God, this is yours. Take it away or do with it what you please. He will make a way. He will totally do it. Now it's making you emotional (laughs) and you have to tell me why. Now you're in the hot seat. A lot of what you've said today, I mean, just talking about unplanned pregnancy um, is emotional for me. I mean, I just celebrated my son's 24th birthday. Like, Mm -hmm. We're both going to be crying. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess I just have so much grace toward those who have made other decisions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've talked about just being compassionate and loving toward them. And how do you do that really well, I think is so important as a believer and as a leader in this 
in the church, I want mm -hmm. people to know that they can never be too far away from God, mm -hmm. um, no matter of their decisions. And mm -hmm. forgiving yourself, yeah. that has made me emotional because I've had to forgive myself for a lot of things, um, a lot of shameful things in my past. And so that freedom, so that's made me emotional. So it's just, you've really connected with a lot. And then, you know, qualifying, um, God qualifies us to mm -hmm. do what he's called us to do. And I'm sitting here like, how am I sitting here doing this today? <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I, who am who I, am I? Yeah. to do this? And God is like, who are you? I, who are you? You're my daughter. Yeah. You're my accomplished daughter who chose you to do this. You're the one who's supposed to be out here sharing with the world because I've called you and I want you to do it. And that's mm -hmm. what he said to you too. And mm -hmm. so I'm so thankful of how courageous you are mm -hmm. in sharing um, the things that he's asked you to do. I think it's so beautiful. It's so cool how God puts you on a path. He's like, I need you to pursue this lane. And I'm in a different lane than you are, yeah. but we're like cheering each other on so wildly because you can't do everything. I can't do everything. Absolutely. And I'm not called to do what you're called to do and vice versa. And so we're both on these, these lanes. That it's like, wow, we can do something so powerful for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just excited that you are choosing to impact the kingdom in such a powerful way. So I'm just like, emotional because of that well, thank you yeah um that's the vulnerability and that's yeah. that's where you get people though that you know there's there's so much shame and guilt in the lows yeah. and a lot of people feel like they can't share that when you're a christian and it needs to be the complete opposite totally it, it, we have to embrace people at their yeah. lows and show them that it's okay i mean think about paul are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's okay to make mistakes yeah. and make the wrong decision, so to speak, sometimes, or to fall into depression or anxiety. We're only human. Yeah. We're not meant to be perfect. And I think we need to meet people where they are. Yeah. That's our job as Christians, not to judge them yeah. or shame them. Yeah. It's to tell them their identity in Christ, yeah. which is so important, and to really be there for them. And I think of like, okay, I did this and this and this and this and this. I did them. It wasn't even like I was just the victim of things that have happened in my life. Mm -hmm. I did these things. And you know what? I can still sit here today and live in total freedom of Christ. Mm -hmm. So thank you for just being so articulate and sharing that and helping people understand that they don't have to live in their shame and guilt. For, that's not who they are. They right. don't have to sit in their the pit yeah. for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. It's time to come in and be victoriously in Christ, live victoriously in Christ. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. I have three questions left. So, okay, okay. so um, your truth bomb for this show. So it's, it's the Ashley Bratcher truth bomb. Like what's the one message you want people to know when they walk away today? You're so worthy mm. that God loves you more than you possibly know. Yeah. And that your identity is not based on what the world tells you. That's not going to determine who you are. Yeah. Remember what God says about you. That's the important thing to remember. When you hear those lies, and we all hear those lies in our head, if you're suffering from depression or anything like that, Satan does a really great job of whispering lies. Yeah. 
And it's important to have those moments where you say, no, that's not who I am. I know my worth. I know my identity in Christ. How do you hear the voice of God for yourself? So many different ways, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, everyone hears God in their own way, I think. Um, for me, it's really getting quiet. I think that the world is so loud and we just live in constant chaos that taking the time to just sit in silence and pray, prayer is huge. And it's not some, oh, thou God, please. You know, it's not. It's just a conversation. Yeah. Like you and I are talking, you mentioned relationship earlier. And that's another important thing for me to, you know, say to everyone is that there's a difference between religion and relationship. Being a Christian is not this checklist of do this, do this, don't do this. It's not. God wants to know you yeah. intimately and personally. And so being in the still, in the quiet and praying and just knowing that he hears you, yeah. just like you and I are talking, he hears you. It doesn't have to be fancy or eloquent. Just spill your heart and know mm -hmm. that he hears you. Uh, there's a scripture that I just read. It's kind of like my new favorite scripture. And it's Moses is talking to the Lord or um, the Lord is talking to Moses face to face like a friend. It's in Exodus somewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus is literally right here talking to us face when we choose to talk to him. He's like, he's right here. Mm -hmm. He's our friend who wants to talk face to face and he's always there. And that's what I love about scripture is like you start reading through it and you, you find these, these gem scripture that speaks to you in a whole new way every time you open the Bible. And it's so beautiful. And do you cry when you read the Bible? Sometimes you're like, oh, that, that's exactly what I needed, God. That's what I needed to hear from you today. Oh, there are definitely moments that it feels so personal and intimate and it's yeah. like, whoa. This is blowing my mind right now. And um, I think a lot of people, they kind of assume that hearing from God is like a burning bush, right? They're like, where's my burning bush? And I'm like, it's not always like that. For yeah. some people it is. And if you ask for it, you better be ready because it will <laughs> give you a burning bush, but you better yeah. be ready if you ask for it. Yeah. But it's not always so simple, right? It, it, is, it is a conversation yeah. between you and God and whatever that looks like is different for everyone. Yeah. Okay. I think I just asked you five questions. So no. I said three, but, <laughs> but we have one We're more. We're enjoying. Um, first of all, I want to make sure everybody's following you. Instagram, is that like your main social media? Yeah, I'm primarily on Instagram. It's yeah. underscore Ashley Bratcher. Yeah. And then I'm on Facebook and you just search my name, Ashley Bratcher, and I'll pop up. Um, what would be one last piece of advice? And it can be on something we've already talked about or totally different. One last piece of advice that you would give the people listening today. Show the love of Christ, because that's really how you reach people where they are. Yeah, yeah we want to save souls, and we want to teach people what, what brings them salvation, but that's not always where we start, yeah. because no one is going to accept a sermon, so to speak, from someone who can't even hear a person where they are. Yeah, Everyone so wants to feel seen and heard. And if you can make someone feel seen and heard, then you've opened the door in a whole new way to build a relationship that really explores salvation and what that looks like for that person. I am cheering you wildly. You're doing <laughs> such amazing things. I can't wait to see everything else that you are working on that you're sharing with the world. So thank you for being here today. And I feel like we've talked about so many topics <laughs> yeah. and it's like you just had the great nugget for every single topic. So thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you.
This show was brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, ICCI, and OneShare. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com.